Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Welcome along to another episode of the Experts Podcast. My name's Nick Hayes, I'm Managing Director of Media Stable. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's just that kind of day. And I've got Lana Hill. Lana Hill, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to refrain from singing. Please. Oh, actually, you, but that's what you do well. In fact, I heard a rumour, just to, and just to share with everyone on the Experts Podcast, that you might have got a call up uh, the other night. I can't believe you're going to talk about the, this on air. By the West Australian Police Force because uh, someone might have been singing out the front. But, but everyone's singing <laughs> at the moment. Well, yeah, there might have been a few drinks had and... We might have had the police called due to loud balcony singing. Not on my own, not on I might add. Not, yeah. on, not on my own. <laughs> All right, let's not do that. So, look, we've got a very important media guest here today. Uh, she is the assistant editor of The West Australian. Her name is Jenna Clark, and she is everywhere at the moment. Hello, Jenna. Hello. You make me sound a little bit promiscuous in no. my... <laughs> promiscuous? Promis- I'll take it. Promiscuous yeah. in your, world. Uh, your media world. The world that you work in. I mean, I've, I, I, if I turn on the radio, you're on the radio. If I turn on Sky News, you're up there on Sky News. And you've even got your own podcast down at the West Australian. Oh. Who would have thought that a newspaper is now in the radio game, in the podcasting game? It's good fun. It's really, I, I'm so blessed. And I, I don't mean to sound like Gwyneth Paltrow here, but it's just, <laughs> it's so, and it's so fortuitous that we got to launch in these times because now we can, we've got like, the the news is changing at a rate of knots. Like every minute, it seems like there's something new to break or talk about or analyse or get some new fresh information out there. So having that additional platform at Seven West Media has been incredible, and we've reached new people. Uh, and it's through streaming and it's through the podcast. So it's been really fascinating. It's been a massive learning curve. Massive learning curve, but you do it so well. I've got to say, <laughs> you do it gorgeously. And and I think that not only because you you know, you've got a newspaper to run, mm. first and foremost. But then you're stepping into the space of, of podcasting. Um, you are very, uh, very keen, and, and, and thank you for appearing on the Experts podcast, but you are also very giving in your opinions and views across <laughs> other mediums, which is, <laughs> I, I think, is the greatest selling point. And part of what we do here, Lana, is around the fact that um, it is the individuals within organisations, if they can express themselves and put mm. themselves out there, that they do win. Yeah, totally agree. I'm fangirling a bit here today, Jenna. No, no, true story. Because <laughs> I, I sort of saw you from afar at State of Social, and what I agree, Nick. What I really liked about you, like uh, currently, <laughs> still not not so past liked. tense. No, no, currently liking. Um, <laughs> yeah, is is the realness that you have, the and the way that you communicate. It's not. It's not journo speak. It's mm. it's very it's very real, and I think it's a point of difference. I think I'm lucky though, in the sense of uh, I really struggled for so many years in my career as a print journo over in Sydney um, when I was there a couple of years ago. I struggled to. Um, 
can conjure up opinions to that were worthy of print. I worked at the Sydney Morning Herald for a couple of years, and obviously, when you're, you know, a, a little tacker in amongst the the newsrooms of the Paul Sheehan's and the Kate McClymonts of the world, ben you're just Cubbies. Ben the Ben Covey oh. of the world, who was an amazing chief of staff for me for so many years. He's a brilliant guy. He was one of our first panelists ah, on Meet the Media in amazing. Sydney. And can I just tell you a quick story about Ben Covey, yeah. very very quickly. Ben, we we pay our journalists to be on our panels. Sure, Ben gave it back. He just said, it's my responsibility yeah. to send that information back. So to all the journalists that are listening to this <laughs> right now, take 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 lead from Ben Cubby. No, no, I wouldn't take it away. But, amazing yeah. fella. He, he never said he didn't do it for the spotlight, but he, mm. you know what? I, I, I don't mind sharing that because I've just got the highest respect for oh, him. Oh, he's, he's a brilliant journalist, but he's also a fantastic human. And yeah. I love the fact that uh, the Herald was – I was lucky to join at a time where they were pivoting to digital really hard – uh, and that took a lot of work and also to, to break up a masthead of 180 plus years and move away from a broadsheet to a tabloid size to then a 24-hour news uh, outlet where I think that what I really enjoyed there is that they allowed me to do the high stuff uh, low and the low stuff high. So you yeah. could go to news conference where you're up against Peter Harcher at the Federal Bureau and say, Kim Kardashian, she's gonna, she's bringing out some <laughs> some spanks, and this is what I'm going to write about it because there's an economic viability here. <laughs> and you hear him just go, okay, sure. Kim, Kim who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kim Carr, like what's he doing? Um, so I think that's and that's what I was really thankful for that newsroom that like Judith Whelan, who's now at the ABC, like they just allow you to to really flourish and and foster a sense of identity as a journalist which I think is really important in our game moving forward like you say you've probably got to have a brand almost and I hate yeah. that phrase but uh, and but it's got to be authentic because if it's not authentic it just it shows through immediately well you mm. can't fake it can you no nah. no and, and and that's where I, I I suppose that sort of where you're everywhere that energy that you deliver mm. um, you don't let down you don't let down anyone that you're communicating or engaging with where does that come from <laughs> because and you is it is it something that you've always had or did you really have to work on it? Uh, no, I think I've always wanted to be a journo ever since I was uh, growing up in Man Manjimup where I would volunteer, like go into the Manjimup Bridge, oh, it was the Warren Blackwood times back then and I would just uh, every weekend, every Sunday I would go in and help out the, the journo in there and I, all I would do was, was type out press releases that they would use as fillers in the wow. weekly paper just because I loved – I think I love the fact of uh, helping people access information, but then also entertaining and, and talking to people. I think that connection is such an important part of my personality that I get to carry over into my profession, which I'm so lucky and blessed to do. Let's talk about the West. Let's talk about print media for starters. I mean, let's just address the, the elephant that's in the room or the lack of elephant because it seems to be <laughs> there's a suggestion there that the print um, product mm. is on its way out. Yeah. Um, look, we, 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 you know, we're not, we're not blind to all of this. We're seeing the numbers. We're seeing all those kind of things, that uh, even share prices, et cetera. But it's, I suppose from my side, mm. I've never seen the print product to be more important yeah. in today's world just purely for the fact that the journalistic qualities around the content and information that's going out mm. has never been more important. Yeah. What's your feel? Where, where is the print product going? I, I think what, when you talk about energy, I think I've got my energy is nothing compared to our editor-in-chief, Anthony Gisegli. That man literally lives at his desk and I'm not even saying that to brown nose. Like he, the energy that has that he has is infectious. So you... 
can I just butt in there and tell you a little story about Anthony? Please. Because while, while we just mentioned Ben Covey, and Anthony was one of our also second guests <laughs> at Sydney Meet the Media yeah. when, he when he was, was at the telly. When he was at the telly. Yeah. So we've only ever been competitors, yes. but friends, but competitors. So we would catch up quite a few times in Sydney when, and it was really interesting. He took the, the production backbench uh, tract of his career, and I sort of. Uh, Mosey's off into lifestyle and print yep. and all that sort of jazz, um, and he's just an, he's an incredible mind. He's a got a, he's a natural natural. He's a gifted writer. It's really mm. sad he doesn't get to write anymore, um, but he's he's amazing. And I think look for all of it, all of the commentary that how the West has pivoted and changed. Uh, you know what? Suck it. It's an evolution, yep. and we want to reach new people whilst holding on to those diehard West Australian fans. Mm. So, and, and such a, it's such a good move, and I've, I've been a big fan of the way Anthony has moved it because, Lana, you've got to move the media for the audience that you're actually communicating to. And, mm. and I'll get you to jump back in here again, Jenna, but that's a message that we talk to for all experts and commentators. Be aware of your audience because it's your audience that dictates at the end of the day the way the newspaper or the way that you're communicating to it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, evolution, you know, is is inevitable, I think, <laughs> particularly in current times. But you still have to give your audience what they want. You know, yeah. you've you've got to keep all the good parts, but the I guess the delivery model can can obviously change over time. So yeah. it might have been a bit of a shock to the general West Australian <laughs> reader from one, one week is, is reading a very sort of stringent newspaper under a former editor and then all of a sudden starting to look a little different. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, specifically maybe on social media, because I don't think a lot of uh, West Aussies that aren't on Twitter would know, even read the Daily Telegraph over in Sydney. Mm. Um, and look, it is a traditional tabloid style, but I think, you know, tabloid isn't doesn't need to be a dirty word. I think tabloid is the way to attract eyeballs when you want to pick up the, the paper. Like today's front page where we've got an amazing, uh, uh, sorry, Friday's front page, but we had an amazing uh, front page with Don, a Don Lindsay cartoon of Mount Rushmore. Mount Australia when we've yes. got Mark McGowan, Ben White and Roger Cook and just really tapping into the psyche that makes us so unique and so such a brilliant community yep. and highlighting and bringing it and having a bit of fun. Like we can have some fun in these dark times, please. And we do need it and we do need it. And, and, and again, another tick to Anthony DeSigley. I always know the front cover because I follow him on LinkedIn and he's, and he's very quick or on Twitter, I should say. He uh. puts the post up there on the front page and it does get you there. So mm. he sort of understands both worlds. What, what, but... But this is a this is a print product yeah. that is competing against an online world. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And I think you guys are fully aware of that. Mm. And I think as an audience, we do have to start to recognise that uh, when there is that kind of competition, you've got to play in that in that same oval, that same field as well. Yeah, but I think in WA, uh, sure, you look at it as a one-paper town where you've got just the West being the the one print product, but we've got some great players in the fact that WA Today, I mean, that's a beautiful interface. I mean, what they're doing around the coronavirus stuff, making it all free and accessible for their reader is Mm. brilliant. The blog is fantastic. That's run by Kate Headley and Fram Rimrod every day. And it's a beautiful, it's a seamless user experience, which you've really got to enjoy. And then, like, like, like you know, the ABC, you've got journos like Jacob Kagey who are who who are killing it with political commentary. Um, Nick Pepe- 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 is doing a great job as well. So we're really lucky. I think I think 
West Australians, I hope they know how lucky they are to have such a di- – I mean, it may not look it because, you know, there's a lot of visible diversity with us, but I think there's a lot of diverse outlets that still punch well above their weight. Now, Lana, I'm a little confused here right now because you I'm always under the perception that someone from Seven West would be very critical of her competitors <laughs> or very critical. She just named three different brands there in a very positive tone and light. But – this is uh, uh, this is strange times, but I don't think you can fake that. The, the way Jenna just went in there, that's just what makes her so good at what she does. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, it, it's clear you're a fan of, of journalism mm. and, and media as a whole, which mm. I that really excites me because I think people... I don't know. You, from an outsider, I'm not a I'm not a media you know person. I don't you come from a media not, background. But you are. You're, you, you've been living it and breathing. <laughs> still it. Still got my L plates on, Nick Hayes. Well, you're doing <laughs> all fine. right. It's fine. Um, but yeah, you, I guess there could be this uh, you know preconceived notion of journo's as being you know quite um, could be maybe jaded or insular. a bit. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's so much um, yeah, so much refreshing energy that I think is as you say in in Western Australia particularly. Yeah. Do other journos have your same mindset there? Because I think that's what makes you unique and different. Oh, I, I don't know. Look, I think every like when you're out in the trenches, as we are all at the moment with the coronavirus, mm. you're all in it together. Like yep. if you're at a stakeout, you're all in it together. And that's what I think the nice thing is that you see here is that everyone helps each other out. Like, oh, bit of audio, here's a quote that someone said or, or whatever. Um, but I think it's re- now more than ever when the independence of, of journalism and legitimate news needs to be championed, yep. the worst thing we can do as an industry is talk it down. Yeah. So I think it's important to really champion the wins. Um, I think one that springs to mind is uh, Channel 9's Jeremy Massey had a great scoop with Troy Buswell a couple of a couple yes. of months ago. That's a great get. Like she would have worked really hard to get that. So I think you've really got to champion those those amazing gets. Gee, there's another one tick <laughs> for Channel 9. I, I don't think Jenna Clark's ever going to be unemployed in the media game. I think she knows how to work it. But I, but, but you know what I do adore about that is that while, while there is – uh, a very competitive state and nature of media. Media has always been highly competitive. Oh, absolutely. You know, and we are the most competitive and we gossip a lot. Gossip a lot. <laughs> love, love an exclusive. Yeah. Love to get your hands on those kind of things. Yeah. And and to that, I think it right now as we as we are around, and you mentioned WA Today about giving away free content, and a lot of media is going around to do that. Mm. But let me ask you this topic around money because mm. money – we need money for journalists. We need for, for good quality journalism. If we were to rely on Dr. Google or Google and, yeah. and Facebook and all of those online sites to source and get our content from, I think I fear for the world that yeah. we would be living in <laughs> Absolutely. if that well, was the case. It. We're seeing it now. Like I think the fact of I've had uh, probably three family members reach out to me saying, I don't understand these interstate travel bans. Am I allowed to go to the shops because I saw something? And I'm like, if you just read a news article that gave you the information and and look I think the media is also struggling to keep up with the ever-changing cycle of of news and trying to disseminate it. Gareth Parker said it really well on Twitter I think over the weekend that we're doing ourselves a disservice if we're acting like we're confused by the information where it's our job to funnel that to the media. We're in community service segments right now like that's what we have to work out Um, and yeah 
money is is going to be a big issue moving forward because advertising is we're all in hiatus. I feel it feels. I want to I want to throw this out there right now. There's never been more eyeballs on newspapers. There's never been more ears on radio, and mm. there's never been and again eyes and ears for TV oh, purely for the, the fact numbers. The numbers are going through the roof, and and the reason that they're going through the roof is that we. Uh, and, I, and this is where I'm pleased with human nature is that we don't just rely on social media yeah. for our content and information. We are actually going to those credible sources. Mm. If there was a message out to any brand out there right now, get yourself some advertising campaigns going because there's more people watching, <laughs> yeah. listening and uh, and reading than there ever has yeah. been. Yeah, well, I think just watching Seven News' ratings that they're even sitting there going, my God, like, this is insane. Like they're reading, they're hitting, what, 100,000? It's just it's bonkers. Yeah, wow. yeah every no, night. No, the, the numbers are going through the roof. So, Jenna, what what is? And I, I know we were sort of approaching on the on the future of print, etc. Is it the future of the the product itself is going to be changing, or is it the fact that? Because as you're probably well aware, we're very keen to see high quality journalism continue. Yeah, I think I think the general public wants that. Yeah, but um, what's the product going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I can't predict what we're doing next week at no. Media Stable in these current <laughs> environments, and I'm asking you to get out your crystal ball and, and find it and tell me what's going on. But have you got any ideas around that? Um, look, I think there's I've. I think in, if there is one place where print will always have a place, I think it's definitely going to be in WA. We've seen the the West audience is probably a little bit older, so they're not really taking up what this internet business is as quick as we've seen in other places such as the US or, or over East maybe. Um, so that's why I think it's really important to have um, a beautiful product, a tactile product that you can pick up in the cafe or have delivered to your home every day. But then also it's really important to not forget that there is that online audience, that social media audience and the radio slash podcast audience where you can get that information just disseminated differently to how you like it when you want it. How are you liking your podcasting? Is it is it something that uh, you because you with the Seven West podcast first thing in the morning one might say that it's competing against <laughs> the ABC and Shakespeare. <laughs> um, but you're, how are you enjoying it? Is it is it something that you've just gone because you, you mentioned before you, you're blessed with this opportunity? Yeah. But oh, it's 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 incredible, and I think I but it's not it's not me. It's the team, and we have a tiny team of three of us. So there's Natalie Bonjolo, who is, if you are in the media, you know Natalie Bonjolo. Well, She's hard not to forget Natalie Bonjolo. Oh, today, tonight, today, she to basically <laughs> ran Western Australia's media. Yeah, so I am so lucky to, to have her as my, I call her my boss. She is uh, an incredible EP for me. Yes. Um, and Melanie Bonolo, who has joined us oh. from 6PR. So I think I'm just working with two of the uh, great guns. And we actually just sat around having a post-show meeting this morning and we looked around because we now sit in a triangle because of social distancing and I'm like oh shit we've got we've got like tv radio and print covered off here like this is pretty cool um Bonjolo and Bonolo yeah this is, <laughs> it's a mouthful to say double b yeah it's majestic yeah now they've just now they've combined into one person it's fantastic um it's, it's great fun. And look, I don't think we're competing with anyone. I think it's just trying to have a connection with an audience that may want to reach out and get their news. When I mean, look, when we launched, we were expecting people to be at their desktop or be, at their, be in their office or be at their desk by 8.45 every morning and they could tune in if they want and jump in and out or pick up the podcast whenever, we, whenever you want during the day. 
Um, so I, I think that's the future of it too, isn't it? Because you know the challenge there for radio, and particularly when you are broadcasting, you've got to be there at the time. Mm. You can go back and sure listen to a, you know, the podcast and podcasts. You know, let's just talk about podcasts for a second. Uh, they are going through the roof. Yeah. This one particularly yeah. going very well. <laughs> but but, but it, it is not so much the audience now has a choice yes. when to pick and choose yeah. when to to go away and listen. So I suppose that's the challenges there for traditional media mm. in, in all its forms is to to get audience back in mind mm. uh, well they always had audience in mind but to be a lot more flexible with them yep and and realize that you know having them in their ears and and in and, and reading on the eyes is this is a uh, a compliment to the media more mm. so than it was just a, a something an expectation how are we going to see this uh, develop further for Seven West and how are we going to see this f- happen further for, for other media? Are they going to enter the print game, for instance, yeah. or are they going to enter into magazines and, and, and broadcasting television? I, 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 mean, I don't know. I, th- I would love to see more local podcasts. I think WA definitely. And that's what, well, when we had the um, conception for it, we just wanted, we just saw a hole in the market that there is no local news podcast for West Australian viewers, listeners, readers, whoever. Uh, that's why every day we make sure that we've got Matt Tinney from Sunrise who after he finishes there, he comes and gives us the the, the headlines yep. that are specific to Perth and WA because I think we're, we're used to being so far off the national news cycle. It's nice to bring home, you know, what Scott Morrison says at 6am in Sydney has completely changed by the time it reaches 8 o'clock here in Perth. So it's... Um, it's it's good to folk talk to local people and I think it's just I get the energy because it's a state that I love and I grew up here and it's just so nice to be home. You can hear it in her voice, can't you, Lana? You really can. <laughs> and look, I'd like to ask you a question about uh, Sydney media yes. versus oh. – I lived in Sydney for five years. Yeah. It, was, it was one of the most um, – I guess shaping <laughs> five years of my life yes. in good in good and bad ways. Um, what's the difference? What do you think the differences are between Sydney media and and West Australian media? Uh, it's really it's competitive. It's really competitive over there uh, in terms of you got to get you got to get that sclu- exclusive. You have got to get the scoop. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I think that definitely happens here. Probably um, the scoops are a little bit more. Um, I think they're a little bit more, especially political scoops, I think they're probably a little bit more dropped. <laughs> it's just specific journals potentially, uh, <laughs> as opposed to cultivated, uh, you know, hard cracking exclusives and, and things like that. Well, let's just quickly address that because I think, you know, Seven West has always had the control of the town. I mean, let's just, mm. let's have a look. If you if you appear on Channel 7 News, mm. you're going to reach three to four more eyeballs than, you know, than you would on Channel 9, Channel yeah. 10. Oh, look, and I don't think, I think the Premier's, Sure, he's performing very well now, but the people behind the Premier yep. are the ones that rule of rule in the world right now, and they're doing a bloody great job. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. I, I think that's – and that, that we've got to be aware of. Hey, the, the, the th- and just, just to compare, would you rather be in Sydney? Would you rather be in Perth? Is it? I think – and one thing that I really thought about when I moved home – I'm sorry to segue so, on so many – goat tracks here um is when I was catching up with some friends before I was leaving Sydney and I think the one thing I love about being in Perth is having that immediate recognition and immediate context so my friend used an example of when I was over in Sydney where someone would say oh there's a fire at Cranbrook Mm. and I'd go okay that's right that's Cranbrook that's this school blah 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 whereas if someone said there's a, a massive fist fight happening at Hale you'd go I know that yeah. Immediately, so you have that immediate recognition, and sure. I, I don't think I ever really left my love for the West. And I think it's because we are isolated, and we have such an 
individual and unique personality as a people, which is so much fun. Now, I need to hit you up for some advice okay. for, for experts and commentators coming through because it, it, this COVID-19 mm. uh, position that we're in, it has changed the media cycle. Mm. I mean, we will revert back eventually, but it, it has nice. changed. The, <laughs> God, it'd be good, wouldn't it? It's not coming around quick enough, but I tell you, it would be good. What, what, how is it that they can, any experts or leaders of industry or even those that have got something to share mm. or feed through, what's the best way to make it through to the assistant editor of the West or one of the journalists that are there? Is What's the best way to do it? I think um, have a real personality, like point of difference and a real strong message that will, will get you there and, and really banging the drum. Like... Um, I, I kind of love what Lisa Harvey seems to be doing with her social medias at the moment. Like she's putting up some gifts. She's really keeping it to one specific message. Yep. That's really interesting. But I think it's definitely being everywhere helps. So get on socials, consume everything uh, and try and understand. If you come to pitch a story, don't make it, dear, insert name here, yep. blah, blah, blah. Pick up the phone. Like, let's have a yarn about how we could make the story work. Like, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. And always have your consumer or your audience front of mind. There's a few PR companies that'll listen to this. Do how are you seeing them dealing with this situation, and also to the changing media environment? Are, mm. are you a high user of public relations companies, or is it the individual at the other end that you want to have a relationship or trust that the content that's coming through mm. is right? Um, oh, look, I think public relations people are incredible and especially here in this town, they do, they bat well above their average and they're a lot better to deal with than those in Sydney because some of them were just a bit... <laughs> <laughs> like, you come, like when I was, in, I was in Canberra and I was working in the gallery and they'd be like, we've got a fashion story and I'm like, I don't know how you expect me to... Like, do you want me to ask the pr- Prime Minister what she... Because it was Julie Gillard at the time. Do you want me to ask her what she thinks about these shoes? And you get laughed out of the place. Um, but I think hats off to the... Especially the bespoke... Because there's so many bespoke public relations... Uh, teams over yep. here they pivot so quickly and I think that is that's uh, you see that in their clients like it's specifically in the fitness world and the yep. and the hospitality world right now yeah. um, I mean we're still covering you know people that are take uh, uh, restaurants that are doing takeout yep. um, fitness I, I know that one specific gym in town at PR was telling me that they've sold 170 memberships online for their online course in a day yeah. so there's all I think there's always going to be the use for the middleman in the inverted commas um, because they understand um, how to how to massage a message. So th- to the point around getting content through to media, and this is, I think that this is the biggest challenge because a lot of experts and commentators later will say, I sent something through to media, I just get crickets. I don't get anything back. Yeah. I mean, the challenge now, I mean, is there something that they can be doing better or is there something there that really catches your eye? As someone, If someone comes to me with a pitch and it's not, uh, and it's not in tune or in sync with the news cycle. Like if someone came to me with something about spring racing now, you'd be like, mate, I'll deal with you in November. <laughs> As if there's any chance <laughs> a spring racing carnival is going to kick off anyway at the moment. I know. <laughs> um, but if someone is a, is avidly consuming the news, and I say that is even as a young person that wants to become a journo, if you are not living and breathing the news cycle and news stories and how that impacts and shapes our world, 
I, it's, I'm sorry, there's no place for you. Here. Yeah, and, and Lana, this is to the point, is that you need help and support and advice here because a lot of experts and commentators won't be consuming news at the level that we do mm. or the level that a, a professional in the public relations or communication space is going to be doing. You need help. You need support and advice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it is, I mean, again, for me as someone that's not come from a media background, it is a discipline and it is something that I think deserves a hell of a lot of respect and you know it's okay if people don't know how to do it but yeah you do you do need to do it their way yeah i think oh yeah. well look and can i just say the fact that you don't come from that background or you keep saying that yeah. is, is almost <laughs> in your favor yeah i uh, absolutely agree well, thanks guys well, absolutely well it does because you're not tainted with what was the old way of doing it and mm. i think a lot of pr and a lot of communications businesses are still striking up the two-page press release yeah and i if i may revert back to like losing like losing you as an example um i remember speaking to we, we had lisa harvey on the podcast a couple of weeks ago god it feels like weeks we've only been on it before <laughs> weeks <laughs> calm down mate <laughs> and the interesting thing is when she comes out and you see her at a press conference you just know that she is, and she's probably not that comfortable yet like she's probably just still finding her way she'll come out and she'll do the immediate lines of of the, this government needs to held be held to account and i or as a listener automatically tune out yep. but we had this chat and sure it was about um the covid economic recovery and i was like yeah like whatever get your lines out whatever but then i said lisa you are the member for scarborough yep how how's life for you in the hood you know your cows your cafes coming along have you had any issues trying to get toilet paper at supermarket <laughs> and she the minute that 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 mask of the politician who was being grilled by the media came down she was amazing. You know that she cleans her tiles with, with vinegar? I'm like, well, didn't know that. There you go. <laughs> and you know what? And there's two things that are going on there. One, she became human. Yes. But also, two, you brought it out of her. Oh. So a good journalist goes away and does that. And that in, and then at the end of the day, that's what the audience wants yeah. to go away and hear. Yeah. So that is that's another unique little thing that you've got going for you. <laughs> you've, you've just because I think that a lot of the that a lot of the time when we are putting on so, the journalists are classics. They 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 don't answer the questions that you ask of them. They just get into their rhetoric and yeah. and shoot it off. Yeah. But if you can break down those walls, those politicians are human beings as well. Oh, I and I. I'm not even ashamed to, to say this. We did an interview with the Premier just a couple of days prior to that and it was in, we were in the midst of the COVID stuff. Like it was, it was looking pretty damn bad and bleak for, and it still is. Look, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, but Mark McGowan is, uh, likes to be prepared. He likes his, likes his speeches mm-hmm. written to the T. Uh, we had a chat on the phone and I came off air and, I, and myself, Mel and Nat actually cried. Just because he he just decided he let he let something slip and he spoke about his love for his kids and uh-huh. and how the impact of it was having and sure and I think people politicians get you know st- with this tar brush like oh you know they get they earn heaps of money and they need this is their job but at the end of the day they're humans they've got kids they've got dogs and they've got lives to live and they're doing a bloody good job. We're going well over time here, Sorry. Jenna, but I tell you what, I don't care. This is our show. Lana and I, we could go on for another hour, but I, I do want to go into a few things because you know what? What I love about that is that, you know, I've been, I've actually been quite vocal about the way, uh, and particularly in social media, the way people have been treating journalists and yeah. media first and foremost. Secondly, the way that they treat and talk about their leaders, their yeah. political leaders. And you know what? During the Australian bushfires, Lana, I think, you know, if, for Scott Morrison, a lot of that was probably warranted. Yeah. But in this particular case, I'd never seen anything better from a Prime Minister mm. and our Premiers, and, and that, uh, that they have been sensational. Mm. I, I've got to say, 
absolutely sensational. And for those that are throwing rocks and sticks at them, um, I think that shows more of their character yep. than the character of the people that are leading. And I, and I just want to, just while I've got you here, because we, we, we only get media in every one, every six interviews, is that well done, because you're doing an amazing job, and I don't think enough people say that to you. And, uh, and that's from Media Stable's perspective, but also, too, from an audience's perspective. Can you believe it? That's all we've got time for. Thank you very much, Jenna, for coming along. Thank you, my co-host, Lana Hill. And uh, we hope to have your company when you join us for another Experts podcast. It'll only be a week away. You have been listening to the Experts podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.